This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women and sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here at the Worth Recovery podcast. I'm also a sex addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012. So welcome back. I'm super excited to have you here with us today. Just taking a moment for my grateful moment for this episode. This is episode 69. And just taking a moment to be grateful. Today, I am grateful for hope. I think that hope can sometimes feel very fickle. It can feel like something out of our control. Sometimes maybe even like discouragement is. It can feel like something that just happens with no preparation, no control from our side. It can also feel like something that's a little bit more black and white than we want it to. We either feel hopeful or we don't. Like there aren't any shades of gray or degrees of hope. Well, today I want to declare all of those things are untrue. And today I am grateful to feel hopeful. Hope is not something that's out of our control. We can do things to foster and to build hope. Sometimes I forget that. Sometimes I forget that there are things that encourage me and fuel the hope in my life. I had several little experiences this last weekend that did that. And it brought to my remembrance that I can feed my hope. That is essential to feed my hope. I did an episode a while back, episode 10. It feels like ages ago. But I did an episode a while back about hope, about building hope. And I listened to that one again this weekend as some of these experiences happened to me. Man, that was some really good thoughts on hope. And I'm grateful to be able to have that resource in my life. If hope is something that you're struggling with, go back and listen to episode 10. Remember that you can build hope, that it's within your control to build hope and make it work for you in your life. And today, I'm just grateful for that hope that I feel. I'm grateful that I to remind myself that I can fuel that and that I can feel that way when I choose to, that it's not something out of my control. Like I said, today's episode 69, and it's the beginning of our deep dive into step nine. So this is the continuation of our series on the 12 steps, and today we're starting step nine. Now, before we do that, I just want to make a few quick announcements. We have our event coming up, Engaged in the Struggle, on January 21st. That's just a few months away, and it's in Salt Lake City, Utah. That's where I live, actually. Now, You know, the reason I started these events is because we have a large listenership. I mean, like way more than I ever thought possible for this podcast. So many men and women listening to this on a regular basis. But yet you guys don't engage with me. Like we don't we don't reach out and connect and support each other. And I know that that's something difficult to do. I know that maybe we don't have a lot of avenues to do that. And I know that that's difficult to do in recovery in general. We don't always want to reach out and make connections and spend time with other people. 
These events are a place where we can do that. They're a place where we can come together and we can build hope in our lives and we can support each other and learn from each other and learn from other resources as well. That's why I started these events so that we could spend time together. Now we already have a number of women registered for January, so don't delay too long. Get your ticket now. Early bird pricing is still available. It's available until 30 days out, so that would be December 21st. And I'm so excited about our lineup. In fact, later this week, you're gonna hear from one of one of the therapists that's going to be speaking to us at this event. And I'm excited to be able to bring to you just some little information about them and also kind of preview what they're going to be speaking about and what they're going to, the information that they're going to be giving us in January. Now you can find all the details about this on our website, www.worthrecovery.com. Also, before we move forward, I just want to give out a shout out to my Worth Warriors. You guys, you ladies, you ladies continue to amaze me. And I'm just so grateful for your support, for your sponsorship, and for your willingness to to donate a small amount of money every month to be able to keep this podcast free for all the women out there who might be struggling. I want you to know that it's not just sex addicts that are listening. We have so many women that are listening to this who maybe struggle with another type of addiction or are maybe just in recovery from whatever life may have thrown at them. We have so many women who listen and I'm so grateful for that and so excited to be able to share my experiences and the experiences of other women out there. I'm in the process of recording some other women and spending some time with them and getting their stories down and I'm excited to be able to bring those to you in the next little while. Now, if you are a regular listener, if you enjoy what you learn here, if you enjoy listening to all of these experiences and you feel like you get something out of it, even just a little bit, then get on the website and become a Worth Warrior. You can either do a one-time donation or you can do monthly installments or monthly donations. There's special perks and discounts for our Worth Recovery events. You can join the Worth Warriors for as little as $4 a month. Or like I said, you can just do a one-time donation. That's less than 50 cents an episode, ladies and gentlemen. So get on the website, look for the Worth Warriors logo, and join the movement. www.worthrecovery.com Now let's jump into our topic for today. Like I said, this is episode 69 and is the beginning of step 9. The beginning of our deep dive into step 9. Now step 9 says... We made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Now, today I'm going to use a number of quotes from different recovery literature from at least, I think it's three different fellowships, maybe even more. I really enjoy studying the literature of different fellowships. They add such a richness to the steps and each have a little bit of a different perspective and a little bit of a different angle to offer. And I find that studying them together has just created so much richness in my life. So I want to start out our study of step nine with this quote from N.A. So this is the Narcotics Anonymous Step Guide on Step 9. It's kind of a long quote, so hang in there with me, but it's totally worth it. So it says, quote, we hear over and over in N.A. that the steps are written in order for a reason. Each step provides the spiritual preparation we'll need for the following steps. Nowhere is this more apparent than in the ninth step. 
We would never in a million years have been able to sit down with the people we've harmed and make direct amends without the spiritual preparation we've got from the previous steps. If we had not done the work of admitting our own limitations, we wouldn't now have a foundation on which to stand while we make our amends. If we had not developed a relationship with a God of our understanding, we wouldn't now have the faith and the trust we need to work step nine. If we had not done our fourth and fifth steps, we would probably still be so confused about our personal responsibility, we might not even know for what we're making amends. If we hadn't developed humility in the sixth and seventh steps, we'd probably approach our amends with self-righteousness or anger and wind up doing more damage. The willingness we gained through our acceptance of personal responsibility made it possible for us to make our eighth step list. That list was our practical preparation for working the ninth step, close quote. Now, I love, love, love this quote. As you think about your step nine, maybe fresh off your step eight work, remember that these steps are in a particular order for a reason. They all lead into each other. They all work together. They lead to a spiritual awakening. They build on each other. Be grateful that you are at this stage of your development. Breathe for a second. Let that gratitude just kind of wash over you. This is going to be hard work. And if you've taken your step work seriously and done it, you're ready to take this step. You're ready, even if it feels scary. Now, I love the words that they use in this quote to describe the previous steps. This first sentence, quote, if we had not done the work of admitting our own limitations, we wouldn't now have a foundation on which to stand while we make our amends, close quote. That's your step one work. We admitted that we were powerless, that we had limitations. We admitted that we weren't perfect, that there were forces out there in this world that were bigger than us. And because you've done that work, your feet are now on solid foundation. That's what it tells us. We have a solid foundation on which we stand as we make amends, on rocks rather than sand, as we stand on that foundation. Next, the quote says, if we had not developed a relationship with a God of our understanding, we wouldn't now have the faith and trust we need to work step nine. So that's your second and third step work, right? You've developed a relationship with a God of your understanding who is restoring you to sanity. You've made a decision to turn your will and your life over to this higher power, and you've been practicing that for a while now. That is why you have a relationship. (laughs) That that word, relationship, implies a two-way street, right? A two-way encounter. You've put the work into that process to develop a relationship that is full of faith and trust. And it's that faith and trust that we need as we go forward to work step nine. The next sentence of the quote says, if we had not done our fourth and fifth steps, we would probably still be so confused about personal responsibility, we might not even know for what we're making amends. Isn't that the truth? In working steps four and five, we gained understanding around our personal responsibility. We learned about what was ours, what defects we had. We were challenged about not picking up what belonged to others. We came to see that our choices and actions had far-reaching consequences we weren't always necessarily aware of. And we started to find the language to define what it was that we had done, the harm and the wrongs that we had committed, and also why, 
We started to find the language to define what it was that we had done and where we were wrong. We started to see where we were wrong in this whole big process. That step four and step five work is essential to get us here to be able to work step nine. After that, the quote says, if we hadn't developed humility in the sixth and seventh steps, we'd probably approach our amends with self-righteousness or anger and wind up doing more damage. So much wisdom in that and in the order of the steps. I told you about a premature amends last time I had tried to make and how horribly wrong it went. It wasn't until I actually worked through my own character defects, came to accept them and understand them, and develop humility, that my amends came from a place of remorse and regret and love, rather than a place of self-righteous anger. It is important to take the time to understand ourselves in step six and step seven, and continue to build that trust with our higher power. And finally, the quote ends with, the willingness we gained through our acceptance of personal responsibility made it possible for us to make our eighth step list. That willingness is essential. That leads us to step nine. The willingness we gained while making our lists in step eight, while writing our letters, while preparing, we developed the willingness to engage in this part of our journey, in this part of our journey in working step nine. So let's start now that we kind of know where we're at and we kind of have that connection to all the other steps and how they've led us here so far. Let's start by looking at the words of this step. Step nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So first, note that this step, step nine, doesn't say sorry. This isn't about saying we are sorry. It doesn't say made direct apologies or made direct admissions or confessions or even explanation. It says made direct amends. So the Sexaholics Anonymous, the essay Step Into Action book, says this about the difference between that apology and amends. It's on page 23 and it's the Step Into Action book. It says, quote, while an apology can be part of an amends, apologies alone are insufficient. It may be true that we have been sorry throughout much of our lives, but such admissions generally have not led to necessary changes in our thinking and behavior. Sometimes before recovery, we misused apologies to make excuses, to shift blame, or to avoid unpleasant consequences of our actions. Sometimes we brought up details of our past that reopened old wounds. In this way, we tried to lighten our burden at the expense of others selfishly trying to shed our own guilt and remorse. This was not the purpose of step nine, close quote. That, I know that's been the experience for me and I know lots of people where they have had a similar experience. We've spent our lives saying we're sorry, but as they say, such admissions generally have not led to the necessary changes in our thinking and behavior. This time around, a lot of our behavior and thinking has already began to change. Otherwise, we wouldn't be this far in our work. That is why step nine is where it is in the steps. So we're not just going to make apologies here. We're not just going to say our, we're sorry. We're not going to try to lighten our burden at the expense of others, just trying to shed or dump our own guilt or remorse. We're going to be making amends. Dictionary.com defines amends as 
reparation or compensation for a loss, damage, or injury of any kind. So this step is way beyond just an apology. We're going to try to repair or compensate for the loss, damage, or injury that we have caused in other people. Now, the Sex Addicts Anonymous, the SAA Green Book, describes it this way on page 48. I love this quote. Quote, in taking the ninth step, we act on the knowledge that what we do really matters, that our actions have consequences in this world for good or ill. The damage we did in our addiction is cleared away, not only by honestly admitting what we have done, but by committing to setting things right. Reaching out to others to acknowledge and heal the wrongs of the past brings us freedom and serenity in the present. I love, oh, close quote. I love that this quote begins with, we act on the knowledge that what we do really matters, that our actions have consequences in the world for good or ill. I love that quote. I love that idea that there are consequences, that we're acting on the knowledge that our actions have consequences. While I was acting out, one of the biggest lies I told myself was that I didn't matter. What I do behind closed doors or by myself doesn't really matter. What I'm doing isn't affecting others. Or I would say to myself, we're both consenting adults. Or it's just fantasy about someone. It's not hurting them, right? These are all the lies that I would tell to myself that what I did didn't matter. My step work helped me see that simply was not true. And in step nine, I was able to act on that new knowledge that my actions have consequences in the world, good and ill. This quote also gives us a recipe for clearing away this damage. It says, the damage we did in our addiction is cleared away not only by honestly admitting what we have done, that's kind of the apology, the accountability portion, but by committing to setting things right. And then it promises that doing this, healing the wrongs of our past, will bring us freedom and serenity in the present. When I got to this place in my recovery, when I was ready to work step nine, I wanted freedom from my past and more serenity in the present. I was tired of digging up the past with each step. I was tired of taking inventories of things I had done in the past. It was all really helpful and it was really necessary and very essential but I was starting to tire of it. I wanted to live more in the present. I wanted to look to the future. I wanted to start really, really moving forward. And that is what step nine is all about. It's bringing some closure to some of these things in our past and starting to really let them go and look forward. So we've learned today and we know that all of our work, all of our previous work has brought us to this point. Everything that we have done has prepared us to take this step. We know that the step requires an amends. It's more than an apology. It's an amends process, a repairing process, a way in which we clean up the wreckage of our past. That's what Alcoholics Anonymous tells us. And we know that it will help us find and feel greater freedom from our past and more serenity in the present. So are you ready? Are you ready to take this step? Are you ready to move forward? I feel motivated to do that in just talking about these things. I feel like all my work has prepared me and I feel like I want the results offered here. In fact, if you want to be more motivated, if I know for many people this step nine feels really scary and they think there's no way that I can do this, that I can try to even approach people to make amends. 
And so if you need a little bit more of a shot in your arm, a little bit more motivation, listen to what Alcoholics Anonymous big book tells us, the big book, about the end results of step nine. These are usually called the ninth step promises, and they come from page 83 of the AA big book. It says, quote, if we are painstaking about this phase of our development, meaning step nine, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Close quote. I want you to know that that is my experience. I have seen that happen in my life. This podcast is an example of that. I can see how my experiences are benefiting other people. I don't regret my past or wish to shut the door on it because it has led to the experiences I have had that are benefiting so many others. I'm starting to lose that feeling of uselessness that I have felt before. And my outlook on life is definitely changing. Fear of people and of economic insecurity of money is leaving me. And for sure, for sure, I am handling situations differently. Situations that used to scare me or baffle me or freeze me or cause me trauma, I'm handling them differently. I know that our higher power starts to do things for us that we could not possibly do for ourselves as we do our part and try to do all that we can to repair the damage we have caused. Amazing things will happen in our lives. Amazing things. So are you feeling even more ready, more ready to get to jump in and start making amends? Over the next few episodes, we will discuss how we do it exactly. I'll give you some ideas that I have done and share some experiences of others. Even if you're not on this step, even if you're not quite ready to jump into step nine and get going, even if this scares you still just a little bit, even after listening to those promises, you can take small steps and start today to practice. So here's my challenge for you today. Think over the last 24 to 48 hours. Is there something that happened that doesn't sit well? Is there something that you're feeling bad about? Is there something you wish you would have handled differently or wish would have ended differently? Maybe a conversation, maybe an experience you had. I can think of one. I can think of a conversation I had with my sister that I wish would have just ended a little bit differently. And I think that it it was my fault that it didn't. I'm going to call her and I'm going to make an amends. And that's my challenge to you. Think about that thing. Think about that experience or that conversation, whatever it is that didn't end well, that's not sitting well with you and make an amends. This is the simple formula I use for stuff like this. I use five things, of course, because I have five fingers, right? So finger number one, step one, is you're going to contact them, right? And step two is you're going to state specifically what you're sorry for. Maybe it's, I regret that I didn't call you when I said I would. That was a common one for me at the beginning. I didn't understand that I was making promises and I wasn't keeping them. Or I'm sorry I responded poorly when you told me about what, how you were feeling. Maybe it's that you yelled or raged when you didn't really want to. 
Whatever it is, you're going to state specifically why you're calling them and contacting them to make an amends. I usually don't use the word sorry. I usually try to use the word I regret. I regret that I didn't call you when I said I would. I regret that I responded poorly when you told me about how you were feeling. Now, the third thing is I'm going to offer an amends. I'm going to ask them, what can I do to make that right? How can I show you that I care about you? Figure out a way. Ask them. Give them an opportunity to decide how to make amends. Don't necessarily make that decision by yourself. Give them the opportunity to help you understand how you can support them. Fourth, end with a commitment. I'm going to do better about doing what I say I will do. I'm going to work on controlling my temper. I'm going to work at helping you understand that I care, right? Make a commitment. Make a commitment about your behavior, your changed behavior. That was number four. And then number five, look for an opportunity in the next 24 hours to follow up on that commitment. That's, this is how we practice this kind of stuff with the little things, right? So five things really quickly. You're going to contact them. You're going to state specifically what you did wrong. You're going to offer an amends. And you're going to end with a commitment of your changed behavior. And then you're going to look for an opportunity to follow up on that commitment in the next 24 hours. This is how we practice. Just these little things. You don't have to jump into the big stuff right away. Just these little things. And practicing this is similar to step 10, hint, hint, which we will get to soon enough. But as we practice learning to be relational and taking responsibility and accountability for our actions, our lives change. I'm really excited to jump into this step nine and to spend a little bit more time exploring this step with you. In our next episode, we're going to talk about the different types of amends that you can make. And then we're going to talk about how we actually do this. What do we do? How do we approach people? What do we say? Again, I'm going to share some of my experiences and some of those experiences of others that, I, that I've been privileged to be part of their recovery. There's so much to talk about, and I'm really excited. Now, as we conclude, as always, I hope that you remember that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how far you think you've gone, no matter how much damage you think you've done, no matter how scared you feel about fixing that damage, no matter how you feel in this very moment, you are worth recovery. 100% worth it. I know that. Keep up the fight. If you need a shot of hope, today, go back and listen to episode 10, Building Hope in Our Lives, and get the motivation and hope that you need. Don't forget, you can support Worth Recovery by being a Worth Warrior. If you're, if this podcast has helped you even just a little bit, if you think it's worth 50 cents, get online and join the movement. All the details are on the website, as well as the details about our upcoming event, worthrecovery.com. Ladies, I think about you, I pray for you, and I love you. Until next time, Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.